Hi folks, welcome to the podcast. I want to give you a content warning at the top of this episode that we will be talking about the recent attack on the LGBTQ community that occurred November 20th in Colorado Springs. If you are not in the headspace to be thinking more about this tragedy, you might want to pause this episode and leave it and perhaps return to it another time. If you are looking for a way to support, the vetted organization Colorado Healing Fund is supporting the families of the victims. The link to that organization will be in the show notes. I want to talk about these recent events, and I want to make some space to honor those who have been lost. I also want to thank those of you who have reached out to connect and talk about this tragedy. As we think about the role that schools play in preventing yet another tragedy like this from happening, I want to reflect on something that President and CEO of GLAAD recently said in an interview. Sarah Kate Ellis pointed out that in the U.S., we are at a 12-year high in hate crimes. She talks about how we've gotten there. And yes, of course, she addresses gun control. She also talks about the role that social media plays in amplifying hate, in amplifying mis- and disinformation about the LGBTQ plus community. And I wanna sit there for a moment because I have worked as a digital literacy coach. And I know that in the world of education, many schools are at a point now where yes, we realize that we cannot talk about being citizens without the reality of thinking about our digital citizenship. And I wanna ask you a question. When your school is doing that critical learning around digital literacy, is it completely ignoring the intersection of LGBTQ plus inclusion? When we talk about hate speech online, are we talking about how hate speech online inevitably has real world impact? I wanna leave you with a few resources that might help have that conversation and reckon with the reality that we have to be doing more to talk about misinformation from a very young age. In the show notes, I leave you with a slide that makes all of these resources accessible. So if you want to add them to your library, if you want to be perhaps recommending a whole household reading conversation where there's a text for the youngest under the roof as well as for the oldest because the reality is we have to be talking to parents and caretakers about this as well. We have to be doing that whole family educational piece because this week was yet another reminder that we've, laid, we've waited far too long to address LGBTQ plus hate in all of its various forms. And it's driving hate crime. So the books that I have pointed out, again, range from picture books for the youngest to texts that are important for us as educators. The ramifications of mis and dis and hate speech online 
are all too real. When we think about Sarah Kate Ellis telling us that we are at a point where we are at a 12-year high in hate crimes, what are we actively doing in our schools to turn that around? And yes, it is going to take all of us to turn that around. So how can we sustain conversations about what it means to cultivate upstanders, both in digital spaces and in real life spaces as well? I hope this list of resources sparks a conversation in your school about how we can build our libraries, how we can co-construct conversations that make today's dialogue no longer necessary. This list of books and podcasts is not intended to be comprehensive. Of course, there are additional resources. And please, educators, let's continue to point one another to resources that have been useful to us. So please reach out if you would also like to add to the list. Starting with Elise Gravel's Killer Underwear Invasion, How to Spot Fake News, Disinformation, and Conspiracy Theories, to Tony Buzio's But I Read It on the Internet, to the text from Cindy L. Otis entitled True or False, A CIA Analyst's Guide to Spotting Fake News, to the more recent text by Professors Joan Donovan, Emily Dreyfus, and Brian Friedberg entitled Meme Wars. And then of course, specifically for educators, Jennifer Lagarde and Darren Hudgens, Developing Digital Detectives. There are also three podcasts that I would like to recommend and those are also linked into that resource slide for you. Tiffany Dover is Dead, Rabbit Hole, and There Are No Girls on the Internet, specifically Bridget Todd's episode entitled, The Moral Panic Behind Groomers is an Attack on Marginalized People. As we think about the rise in hate crimes, as we think about our curriculum and how it is not enough to simply have an awareness day or week or even to have Pride Month celebrations, but yes, we must be thinking about how all of our learning intersects with LGBTQ plus inclusion. I had a school that I was scheduled to work with reach out and say, hey, Trisha, do you think we should reschedule that LGBTQ plus inclusion workshop in light of recent events? And I said, absolutely not. I think the reality that we have waited as long as we have to address this work, that's part of the reason that we are here. As many great minds before me have said, there is no neutral. Neutrality is a myth and it's a very dangerous one at that. As I said, I wanted this episode to also be a space to acknowledge the five lives that have been lost and their families. And I hope you'll stay on with me for a minute of silence for each to be thinking about their family, their friends, their communities who will forever be missing them. We take a moment to honor Daniel Davis Aston, 
who was 28 years old. We take a moment to honor Kelly Loving, who was 40 years old. We take a moment to honor Derek Rump, who was 38 years old. We take a moment to honor Ashley Paw, who was 35 years old. We take a moment to honor Raymond Green Vance, who was just 22 years old. And now, I would like to just sit with you for a minute for each of these victims, their family, their community, their friends.
Thank you for staying with me for those five moments of silence. Again, a reminder, if you are able, the link to the Colorado Healing Fund, a vetted organization who will be supporting those families, the link to the Colorado Healing Fund is in the show notes. Take care.